Listen, by now you know that if you hear my voice before the episode starts, I'm about to lay a disclaimer on you. And typically, it sounds something like, oh, this is going to be a very heavy subject, and a lot of emotions are going to be running high, and blah, blah, blah. That's not the case with this one. We're just going to cuss a bunch, because... That's what we do sometimes. So don't expect any kind of revelations or anything like that out of this episode. Just a lot of profanity. Buckle up, kids. Wait, nope, not kids. Get no kids. Get the kids out of the room. You, adult listener, buckle up. We're going to cuss. A lot. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Recording now. You're here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We are on the other side of election day, really on the other side of election week. Um, It felt really weird to put out an episode this week that was about anything else. So here we are. It's Sunday, the 8th, uh, 3.23. My computer's an hour behind. (laughs) Which, by the way, let's talk about this time change real quick. I hate it, by the way. And... There are a few of my friends, including Doobie, who like this time, and I think you all are psychopaths. So I'm. Just- I didn't mind it at all until I had the dragon, and now I'm not a fan. <laughs> I am not a fan at all. I've never been a fan. I enjoy my sunlight. I'm a werewolf, not a vampire. So <laughs> this sucks. Um, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. But we are here. Yes, in not daylight savings, with all of 2020 culminating in this. Now, it was funny, I was reading. So obviously we're recording this on Sunday. This will be released Thursday. Who knows what's going to happen in between? But we're probably, okay. I was researching all of the clusterfucks through history. Okay, we've had eight (laughs) major presidential, like, uh, you know, according to like kind of historians and like, you know, eight contentious ones, one of which I actually voted in and in Florida. Bush v. Gore. In the year 2000, um, that was my- Were first. you one of those chads? I don't, why? Don't, don't you remember like the chads, like the, uh, the indented chads, like the chads that didn't go all the way through? That's what they called them. <laughs> you don't remember what I'm talking about? No, God. <laughs> The chads are what they called like the little indentations or holes or whatever you were supposed to make in your ballot. And oh. some people had like indented chads or like people messed it up all kinds of fun ways, I think. <laughs> it's funny. It, I was talking, so um, I couldn't remember. And, and so my first election, which is 2000, it is, it is W and Gore. This is, um, this was W's first run, no? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's my first election I get to vote in. I was already, you know, I was 20 years old for that election and I, and I vote. And so now I voted three different kinds of, so that one you had a, it was a little, and for all you young folks who who haven't, didn't vote again, who didn't vote till 2004 or eight or early, you know, more recently, um, it was this little, circular thing with a punch and you punched in the chad the chad but i didn't know it was called a chad who knows i mean but we did do that and so that was like part of the whole 
um, the whole thing. And of course we had the Florida recount and all this crazy stuff and Gore had conceded and then he took it back. Um, and we, we, uh, W wins that vote, that, that election by like 150 votes in Florida. Um, it was close. And Wait, on his team, Kavanaugh, Roberts, and Amy Coney Barrett. Three now Supreme Court justices. Yes. Just saying. Just saying. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so then, then um, Al Gore conceded again when, you know, the vote came through. And, and even with 150 votes difference, I mean, that's and, and only one state. So let's, let's come into all this contention. I will not feel really good until January 20th. No. When Joe Biden actually takes up like residence in the white house. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, it's not going to be, you know, so there's, we, I was re, you know, there's no, there's no rule on concession and there's not, but historically no one's ever not conceded. Okay. Everybody's said, all right. All right, bro. It's yours. Sucks. I lost, but okay. Good. Congratulations. Right. That's not, it's not going to happen. Even though his, his former, who, who is it? His advisor or political campaign guy said, oh no, there'll be a a transition of power, a a smooth transition. No, it's not. It's not. I don't know who thinks that, but I'll be very surprised. We'll see. Well, my, you know, I, I have heard that there was a rumor that he said he'd be willing to concede if he was, um, if there was a full pardon on the table, um, or God only knows what, but I'll say, um, here's, I, I was, okay. I don't think it's any surprise that none of us are a fan of him on this podcast. No, probably um, not. Mitchell is not on today because Mitchell well, was partying too hard. Maybe you shouldn't have said that and we could have just done like a Mitch voice and made him say whatever he wanted to say. <laughs> um, I can't even do it. Um, but Mitchell. Well, I'm really happy about this, guys. Does that, that doesn't sound like it. Not even. No, it's oh. really bad. <laughs> but yeah, so Mitch was partying too much, which is why he can't be on. He's a wretched headache now from drinking and celebration. Um, it's it's just a weird this whole thing has been it's such a contentious everything it's just how everything's been lately and it's really just not how do you feel i'm i feel trepidatious i don't i feel nervous until he's actually out of the white house yeah until he's I mean, actually no longer the president i feel a a, a discomfort in general yeah. Um, and I, you know, I just don't think this is, I think this is going to be just another, just kind of embarrassing stain on us, him not, you know, and this is going to break, I think this breaks the the GOP, um, many of the, the reasonable Republicans. And so nobody here is, you know, all of us, we have Republican friends who are perfectly lovely people who are reasonable and we don't have to agree politically, but they're still, you know, the the more moderates we were talking about this earlier are kind of gone. And so, but they're the more moderate Republicans are not okay with how Trump's been presidenting (laughs) and how he's, he's how he's acting now. 
you know, he's been, but he, and I don't know why anybody's really surprised though. He's been kind of, you know, he just makes up wild assertions all the time. This is a guy who just tweets whatever the hell comes out of his mind. And so, but his people like that. And so what I'm, so as much as he is what he is, he's also a slave to his constituents. Okay. His constituents do not want him to just relinquish power. Yeah. So he's, if I'm trying to be a really reasonable person, even if I don't like him or whatever, when I think about who he is, what he represents and who he represents, even though I'm like, Hey, you know, we need to have some decorum back in this office. You need to do the right thing. His, his, the people who support him, who millions of people voted for him twice, they are, they are, they don't want him to concede. So And it wasn't a landslide. Like this was not a landslide election. Job to do what his constituents want. Well, as president, not as a candidate. Those are different things. I so I all of those people are why I do not feel better. I I, well, I feel I feel some relief, Um, but I don't feel like. I don't feel like victorious. No, I'm glad like, that Biden didn't win by just 207. I, didn't, I, ho- I was hoping he wouldn't get right on 270, right? Yeah. Then we're way too close. Now there's, but, but- I feel like, you know, I, I see all these people like clinking glasses and yeah. celebrating and like, my heart is so heavy. I feel like, I also feel like I have been, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel this way, like at a heightened level of like base stress yes. for like four years. And it's only gotten like higher and higher, especially during the pandemic. Like we're kind of just living in this state of constant stress. And yeah. this isn't like an airy fairy feeling. Th- I mean, it is a feeling thing, but it's not like airy fairy imaginary. Like this is something that's like living chemically in our bodies all right. the time and wearing on our systems. Right. And so, um, it's hard. And I feel like negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we're just on this seesaw, like maybe the seesaw is getting more and more violent. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but like, I think as long as we just keep going back and forth and back and forth, like we're kind of in trouble. Um, the only thing, and, and Shane is not really into politics. Uh, I mean, he did vote, but, um, it's not something that he enjoys discussing really. Um, and so we didn't watch election night coverage, which is the first time in my life. I mean, since I was a child that I haven't watched election coverage, um, you know, night of, and we didn't watch the speeches last night, but because I knew we were recording, I watched them this morning. And I will say like the only joy I've had was in watching vice president elect Kamala Harris walk out and give her speech that like, I could feel it in my body. Like that was that was really amazing. Um, and we could talk more about that later, but well, it's, I just, it's hard. It is it's hard. Not, and, and so you and I, who have voted every, every time we've been able to vote, um, we both were, I remember standing in lines to vote with my parents as a kid, but my, you know, my, and, but my parents were not particularly, they weren't like your parents who right. were, who were really big into all this, but my parents did vote. They did ex- always exercise their um, right to vote. I voted, um, I never voted really um, locally when I lived, you know, in Miami, um, other than, you know, I voted for the president. So if it was, a, if local things were up when I voted for the president, then fine. 
but otherwise, um, I don't. I voted uh, three times in Miami, and then I've voted now since moving here uh, several times. Um, but here I vote in every election. It's also easier. I, I work <laughs> right across the street from the city county building, so I can just walk over. And, um, and so you and I, who are big on, we've always said we get out and vote. You should always vote. I think both of us do believe your local is really, 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 really important. It's where stuff gets yes. done. Um, and some, so I'm both happy and, and kind of disappointed that it took such contention to get so many people out to vote. So we had a historic number of, I mean, this, the turnout for this election was, was just what it should be. Right. Yeah. But it took, look what it took. And there was so much, this, all of this, we've, be, it's just so much. We had, you and I and Mitch had a back and forth on like kind of this one really liberal said, well, people don't turn out in droves to vote because everything's fine. Well, I'm going to tell you here in Knox County for every, you know, listen, the Trumplicans knew they pissed off liberals. So every single one of them said, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to negate these liberal crybabies votes. Absolutely. So you, this is not helpful. Saying this, this stupid shit isn't helpful because it's not true. It's just like Trump saying there is, there was fraud in the election. Listen, I, you lost. And if it was 10 votes, look, our, our mayor, our Knox County mayor won by like 15 votes. That's close. I know in the grand scheme of the country, you know, a couple hundred thousand votes isn't really that much, but it's enough. And nobody can fake 150,000 votes. I mean, I don't know what, what are you thinking? You know, it's, it's really, it's just unbecoming of the office and a grown up. <laughs> you right. know, it's really very tantrumy. It's extremely tantrumy. I don't, but I mean, I didn't expect anything. Like, no. I, I'm grateful. I listened to a podcast that like over a month ago was like, we're not going to know on election night. It's going to be weeks, maybe even. And, you know, it's not going to look like any other election any of us have ever seen. And it sure didn't and doesn't. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, and so that leads us to, I think maybe, okay. So for those of you wondering why Ren and I are not feeling celebratory, number one, because nothing feels right anymore. Right. right. People who are reasonable, this doesn't feel right. Also, you know, Trump and his campaign have now sued various states for various things. We are having recounts. Um, a lot of elections are not over. There's going to be runoffs in Georgia. And, you know, there's still that level. Look, I don't think, and Ren, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anything's going to I, Joe Biden's still going to be president. Okay. We just don't know exactly when he's going to be able to walk into that white house as president. Right. right. Um, because who knows? I mean, we we're hoping that on January 20th, everybody has said, okay, look, dude, fine. We appreciate you trying, but you're out. The unprecedented times haven't stopped yet. <laughs> right. And there's so ongoing. We've got the remainder of this year. 
And the other reason I don't feel so much better is because Trump is a symptom. Mm-hmm. Trump is not the reason. I mean, he, he exacerbated stuff that was already going on in our country. There were millions of people that looked at the situation as it currently stands and were like, yes, please, more of that. And so <laughs> that's why I, I think, you know, um, especially after watching The Social Dilemma, which we're going to talk about in another episode, um, we're just living in this crazy reality where everybody gets to choose and decide their own facts. And right. what that means is we're not sharing a reality. And that's a really scary thing um, in a country. <laughs> you know, and you and I have talked about the day after election day in 2016, I woke up and I felt like I was in a different country, um, which is a problem, right? Like I, before, before this year, I would, you know, I would have said that and been like, uh, you know, but it's, what that means is that I, as a white privileged person, wasn't aware of the reality that everybody else was living with every day all the time. Right. And so when I woke up after this election day, I'm still in this country, this country that's relatively new for me that it has been the country so many other people have had to reckon with all of their lives yeah and and so I guess that's why I'll probably never feel the way I felt about elections before um I mean I I hope some it would be nice if someday we did right like um I remember feeling like super hopeful my first election presidential election was Obama and um I was so inspired and hopeful when he ran for the first time. And I would hope to feel that way again someday and that other people would be inspired. I don't think that happened this time. I think, I I don't think, I don't have anything against Joe Biden, but I I don't think that people were so inspired by him. I think people were scared. I saw panic voting is what I felt like. Well, and and so like, so let's talk about that kind of a little bit. So um, to those of you who don't know me, Rin knows, and a lot of our listeners know me really well, know my past voting experience. So I'm actually usually not a, two, the two primary uh, candidates voting. I don't usually vote for the, either of the two. I don't, you know, I'm usually, usually vote independent. I used to think people who did that were stupid and <laughs> threw away their vote, which still some people may, and you, I, I welcome a discussion on it. Um, and because I just think that we've, we've become so, so far one way, so far the other way. And just most of us are somewhere in the middle. I mean, almost nobody is just one something anymore. Right. And, and we're such a, a broad range of things and all of this. So, um, when I think those two big political parties could easily be six parties, like you could very easily divide each one into three different. That's right. That's right. Because we have so many and but we now we've decided we're only going one way or the other and so and and in this election i i did vote for the first time and all of these so i vote 2004 8 12 16 and now so six elections this was the first time i ever voted for a and it and and like you said it was a fear-based vote really um i had to do whatever i could to get trump out of office yeah I mean, because he's not, he just doesn't, he doesn't represent us well, you know, um, us as a people, it's not, 
It's not a human, he doesn't exhibit any kind of human kindness. Um, and even, you know, so we were talking about being inspired. So even though, so I don't vote for Obama. I like, I like President Obama just fine. I didn't vote for him um, either time. Um, not that I didn't think he was good. I just thought maybe it was, you know, uh, trying to prove a point. And it wasn't like, oh God, he's got to get out of there. I'm like, he's doing a fine job, but let's see if somebody else can have a chance, right? Somebody who's not one of these two guys. You love an underdog. I love an underdog. <laughs> I, I always, I always, I'm always going to love an underdog. And, uh, <laughs> but when President Obama was inaugurated and I watched it and I was in, it was at the time I was a nanny and I had my half black child and I was watching it with her and she was a, she was an infant. She was maybe six months old. And I, and I remember crying watching his inauguration. Cause I, you know, I said, this is historic. This is a big deal. This is a big deal for people like you. Yeah. And you know, I'm talking to this little baby, but I'm like, this is such a good and prideful moment for America. Like we finally changed it up a little bit. Sure. Is he a, a guy, a man? And he sure has he had a higher education and all this stuff? Sure. But this is a man who's never, you know, never been represented in the highest office in the land. And, and I cried because it was, it was such a, like I said, a prideful moment. And, and that's, and those days are long gone, you yeah, know? There. And like you said, I don't, the inspiration isn't there now seeing Kamala Harris and that's cool. Like, God, just let her walk in on the 20th, please. Like, just oh, yeah. let's, let's get her into that. Let's get her in. Let's, you know, let her be what she was just elected to be. And it, yeah. By the way, Katrina's not saying let's get her into the presidency. She's saying, let's get them into office. Like yep. let's, let's get them as president and vice president. Let's get them working and let's set this great historic precedent. Like, God, yeah, that was, I, I felt like chills and like all the like good, happy energy in my whole body when I saw her walk out. And I, I didn't, I, this, this should be this like beautiful moment. And I guess for a lot of people it is, I just, just feel like under a weight, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it wasn't, it was, it was also a relief to have that feeling for a little while and to hear her speak actually really uh, was a lot more moved by her speech than Biden's. Um. <laughs> most, most people were. <laughs> yeah. She is. I mean, she's the first person of color to be vice president. She's the first female to be vice president. She's the first of a lot of things. It's a lot it's, of things. Children oh and immigrants. Children, I mean, this is, it, it's, this, this shows the beauty of our country. Yes. And so, and, and this is the kind of thing we need to, it, the problem is so many people are still so anti everything she is. Um, that's why we have this podcast. Um, well, she's scary to a lot of people, I think. Very scary to a lot of people because they're quite frankly, just not aware and educated on what, and we're not talking about actual education. We're talking about what we've talked about a million times on this, you know, a, a lack of awareness for others. Yeah. And people who are not like you and it frightens people because they don't know it and understand it. And they're unwilling to know it and understand it. They're unwilling to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And they don't even know why. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was actually thinking earlier, like 
you know, they've been talking so much about like Joe Biden hiding in a basement. You know what? I think like, let's put Biden and especially Kamala Harris in a basement for a while in an undisclosed location. I honestly, <laughs> let's like please, give them everything they them. need. and then, Like, don't tell me, don't tell anyone. Like, let's just keep them safe. In a compound, like, please, <laughs> please put them in this very secure bunk. There are people who are insane. Right. Well, we just, the governor of Michigan, they just tried to like kidnap her. I mean, we're not living in times where these are out of the bounds of. No, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's what I'm thinking the whole time. It's like, Oh my God, please don't let some lunatic. Yeah. Just kill them because they're afraid. Right. Because well, that's it. we're living just, in fear. Like, well, that's right. It's not just us. Like it's it's Everybody. not just liberals. It's our whole country. Even even if you even the people who say they're not, like we're all scared right now. And I and I I don't know how to I don't know how to turn down the volume on that, other than just being kind to each other. It's the only thing I think we can do right now. Yeah, I mean, kind well, of. I thought it, you know that matters. Right now. I listened to Dave Chappelle's monologue from SNL last night. And that was one of the things he said was, you know, it's better to be a humble winner. You know, like if your side won, it's better to be humble because I know how I felt four years ago. And I genuinely think that people who voted for Trump did so because they are afraid that a lot of them are afraid <laughs> that if Biden won, that we'd be living in this socialist country, which we're not. Biden is if anything, like business as usual, <laughs> right? I mean, relax, everybody. I don't know. I mean, look, it was just like liberals getting all upset that Trump was going to build a wall. Nobody's going to build a fucking wall. We knew he was going to build a goddamn wall that Mexico was going to pay for. Get the fuck out of here. Like, honestly, guys, relax. Everybody just chill. Just chill. Okay? This isn't... In any way, you know, Biden's... It, de it depends on what... The others, you know, we still have runoffs. We don't know if he's going to have any backing from the have the House, you know, how, Congress, Senate. Right. House. I mean, this is somebody who he's going to, he still has to go through proper chains. This isn't, he can't just unilaterally make, obviously, Trump would have had a wall built by Mexico by now if he could just unilaterally do shit. So come on, everybody, settle down. Like we're still not an authoritarian country, but yet. we're gonna be, gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that's how I have felt. Like you know, when Trump makes comments about having a third term and we shouldn't we have a king and all this kind of stuff. Which, by the way, I don't think us having a king—not I don't mean Trump—but having like a king and having like a prime minister like England does. I don't know. That that's a terrible idea. Well. Wait, by the way, does anybody even know how that works? Because, like, the queen basically doesn't have any power. She's, exactly. <laughs> all she is is a, a figurehead. She's just somebody who represents something that used to be. Okay? She does all the ceremonial stuff. But she doesn't, I mean, look, Let the her. prime minister may go have a conversation with a girl. Look, this is what's going to happen. But quite frankly, you don't get a say. I mean, like, you can either, I'm giving you the heads up. <laughs> right. But, and she could make, you know, she might. She's a very smart lady who's been doing this a very long time. She's been doing this longer than anybody's ever done this. Um, she still doesn't get to say 
ultimately what happens in England or any of its territories. <laughs> right. You know? So, you know, sure, fine, have a king. Oh, I just think like, but yeah. let's have all the ceremonial crap over here and have a boring job over here and sure. maybe we'd have less of this it, drama. I don't know. I don't know. England's not without it, so... Well, no, they have, they're, they're going through like a mini version of what we're doing right now too. Right. I mean, um, and so what's, what's sad is we become the laughing stock of the entire world. Um, oh, Paris rang church bells after Biden was declared the winner. Uh, London shot off fireworks. <laughs> I mean, because look, the likelihood of us going to war was having Trump as our president. I mean, that would have been, that would have been the time. I mean, I'm not, sh I can't believe we got through four years without inciting World War III. I right. mean, quite, I mean, I can't be the only one who thought that, by the way. I mean, no. legit, of course everybody's happy. They're in the, they're right in between us. They're right, right. in between us. <laughs> fucking shit's going to land. Right. Like, of course I'm throwing fireworks <laughs> off. I mean, <laughs> you know my friends who are canadian and line in denmark i mean they're all like and i'm like i don't know i don't know what to tell you guys we please pray for us i don't know <laughs> pray to whoever you pray to that we're gonna be okay or adopt me either way i don't know at this point I do, I do think it has a lot to do with social media and polarization. I really honestly do. And I hate it when my husband is right, but I think Shane is right, right on this one. He's absolutely <laughs> right on this. And so what happens, you know, it's like, so if you're liberal, you're not woke enough. If you're not, if you're conservative and you're not, you know, this, a racist lunatic, you're not conservative enough. Like, and now I'm sharing a JPEG that somebody in another city, a couple of miles away design saying some horrible fact i just used, i didn't quote oh. okay. uh, <laughs> that they just made up that's really scary and now i'm gonna share that and then somebody else is gonna share something else and then like even before when i said that thing about trump there's rumors about him considering that's some shit i saw on facebook i don't know i mean that could be not true i have no way of verifying if that's true or not it's so not i probably shouldn't have said it but like, at least that. I can say it for fact. Well, there are, but that's what happens, right? So people just take it as fact. Listen, I read stuff that the AP put out and the other news sources put out that I'm like, this wasn't really researched well. Right. And like, stop saying voting, like voting's still happening. Like I was just reading that article. So they're like, hey guys, voting stopped. Voting stopped on the third. We're just right. counting them. Stop saying like, it's like people are still putting in their ballots. Right. You're, you're, you're purposefully being either, either you're not doing your job and you're not researching properly or you're purposefully being like, uh, like wishy-washy or antagonistic. I don't know what it is, but like, stop saying that shit. We're not still voting. No. We're well, and that, so that from the Associated Press, which should be like the gold standard of information, that I've seen people on Facebook talking about like, well, I don't understand people are still voting or still sending in their ballots. You know, we knew the election was coming. Right. But the 
the places where they were still being counted didn't start counting them until after the election, right. until after all of the day of ballots were counted. And so when you say stuff like voting is still going on, that's extremely misleading. Correct. And that's from the AP. That's from the AP. Vodka. Do better. Just everybody do, as Calvin would say, do better. Just do better. Just do better. Like you've got to stop. I mean, this like crazy unreasonableness is, is, has got to stop. We're gonna, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna fall apart. I mean, we are out. Well, and I understand, you know, I see so much online about like, we can disagree and still be friends, but it's about how you take your coffee, not about who you voted for. Uh, and not about like racism and homophobia. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but you have to, if we just keep turning the heat up and up and up and pushing people away and judging people and dehumanizing people, which is what you do to a certain extent, like you don't have to be bosom buddies with everyone who disagrees with you, but we can still exercise kindness right? Maybe a little bit of empathy or understanding. Everybody didn't have what we have. Um, They didn't have the same life experiences, which make them feel differently about different things. That's what's beautiful about us and and about this country, that we all can be different. We can express how we feel about it and not be executed. Um, We can, we can publicly say, I don't, I don't agree with the president. I don't like the president. If we did that in North Korea, we'd be dead. Right. Did that in Russia, we'd be dead. Um, but you know, us fighting from the inside and weak, you know, how many people don't like the United States, by the way, do you know how many countries would just love to turn us to a piece of glass? You know, we're giving them ripe opportunity. They're like, Oh, well, they can't even get it together here. Let's, let's get them. Like, well, and I think it was Susan Rice who said that she felt that the polarization in our country was our number one threat to national security. It is. Like, and I, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. Like we're rotting from the inside. How does somebody from the outside not take advantage of it? Because listen, if I'm one of the powerhouse countries and this has been my enemy and my enemy's struggling already within itself, this doesn't take some great strategist. This is common sense. I mean, this is what I would do in my life if I had to do it. I'd be like, well, you're already falling apart. You, you know, we don't, and we're not, we're not thinking about the greater picture because you know what? We're Americans. Nothing can ever get us. Well, we're Americans, but the other Americans aren't American enough. Like we are. Right. Exactly. And that's a problem. And we're, and, and it just, we're going to, I will say I was pleased to hear Joe Biden say that. Yes in his speech. I'm sure it fell on a lot of deaf ears, but it, it was nice to hear someone who has been elected president saying things that a president should say. <laughs> like the people who have decided they don't like him already don't. Just like the people who didn't like Trump weren't. Right. Let's be honest. There wasn't a whole lot Trump was going to say that was going to make any of us go, yeah. So right. it's not, you know, it is going to fall on deaf ears to the people who it was always going to be. Right. You know, they were never. I guess what I felt was like, even if he was full of shit, which I don't think he was, but even if he was, it was just comforting 
to hear the person in that spot say the thing I needed him to say. Yeah. Instead of the hateful thing <laughs> from our current president. I mean, it, it just was. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, like I said, I hope, a, I hope a sense of decorum comes back to the office. It'd be nice. It'd be not even, you know, so I wasn't a big fan of W. Um, I thought he was an idiot. I thought he couldn't even, I mean, I don't, I actually don't think he's that not smart. I think he could not, he sounded like an idiot when he wouldn't, especially at the beginning of his presidency, he couldn't string together a sentence. I mean, it was, we all have different strengths. We do. <laughs> um, and it was painful. It was like, but you know, like at least he's like, a decent human being, right? He's like been friends with the Clintons. And then he wrote this great, like he congratulate congratulated Biden and Kamala and like was very just like a gracious kind of like nice guy, right? You know, like I mean I, I think for me like what matters is he cares about the bedrock values that hold our country together. Yeah, like that's right. <laughs> like, you know, like he was there was like this level of like, just like decorum and right. kindness and all this stuff that, you know, he just wasn't this hateful person up there yelling and screaming and, you know, like, wh- why have we become this, pe- why, why are we these people? Why are we always yelling? You know, the loudest person doesn't always get listened to, doesn't always get heard. Well, and I will say, you know, you know, you sent us that picture of standing by a, a sign that said something about make liberals cry again instead of making it great again let's see if i can find it real quick well that's where we are like that to me says everything i need to know about where our country is right now like when did it remember after 9-11 when we all were like we're all americans when did we get to the point where it was like i'm gonna make the other side cry right when right and so you know that's where i think we all we like fundamentally disagree with the trumplicans that's what i've been that's what i call them Ever not since a bad, I, not a bad name. I saw somebody with that shirt and I was like, all right, I, I get it. Um, but that, you know, I don't think any of our, any of us, I mean, now we're kind of like, we kind of chuckle cause we're like, huh, are you guys crying now? Like that's, that was their thing. But none of us were like, oh yeah, let's make all the Trumplicans squirm. We were just like, we just need Trump out. We don't, I'm scared for our country. Right. But we don't really, we don't really care. I mean, they're people like, we don't wish any will ill will to. No. So there's my, it's going to be blurry everybody, but so there's me crying next to my Trump make liberals cry again. Why so hateful? I what, what did a liberal ever do to you? The Venn diagram of people who would have that sign and people who call themselves Christian is probably a circle inside a circle. So that's right? a whole other something I don't want to ever talk about other than to say, I don't understand it. Christians, that is a godless man. And I don't get it. I do not understand how people who are God loving people could ever get behind such a godless man. I mean, so here's something else I don't understand that we need to talk about that's really important. Um, I, the last numbers I saw, 55% of white women voted for Trump. Yeah. 
And I think that we can we can credit Biden's win a lot to independent voters. Um, yes, more independent voters for Biden. We did for any Democrat since '96. But I also think we have to thank women of color. Thank God. Yes. I don't know at what point they have to stop saving our asses. Like at at what point? Like. I don't, I don't even know. know what to say about that. When I was still on Facebook. I was part of a group of suburban women against Trump. And it was a bunch of white women who had formally voted for him, who had oh. flipped the fence. All very, cons- I mean, and a couple of them I know, they're conservative. They voted Republican every um, election since they were of age. And some, a lot of them are older than I am. So they voted a lot more times than I have. It flipped. And so that was a little bit, that was promising right to at least have seen because it is it's it's a frightening thing to see i mean i'm not you know i'm not voting for a republican ever because quite frankly because they're pro-life and so that's a big deal breaker for me so i'm never going to vote for a republican but um voting for a man who said he would grab me by the pussy that he could that he could grab me by the pussy that he would that he anything you even said the word pussy I'm out. I'm out. Like, don't, you don't, you, I mean, now he did say it before he's president. So let's, let's go back a little bit, but still like. But what about like, what if you're, um, I mean, I hate when people say stuff like this as if being a mom is like holier than thou and more important, but like, I'm assuming a lot of the women who voted for Trump are mothers. How can you be a mothers? How how, How can you be a mom and vote for someone who is okay with basically, for all intents and purposes, orphaning over 500 children. I don't understand how. And he had a huge, of course, you know, so um, Hispanics and Blacks turned out for Trump. Yeah. Lot. And and women. And I and those are, I, I don't understand it. I'd, I'd enjoy the conversation. Um, because I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I just don't understand. I mean, so that all the Cubans in Miami say, because he's socialist, he's going to be like Castro is why they didn't vote for Biden. Well, none of them even lived under Castro's regime. Y'all are full of shit. So all my Miami friends, if you're listening, tell all your people they're full of shit too. Um, part of why I left. You all, none of you lived under Castro. You're full of shit. Most of your family came over in the Mariel boat lift, okay? They're pissed off at JFK for leaving them at the Bay of Pigs. These are not reasons to be Republicans, guys. <laughs> you guys don't, like, this is, it's the whole, but they're, they buy into what social media and everything's saying. And, you know, Biden's a socialist. That's it. He's Castro. Except he's, he's not. Castro. Biden could not be, I don't think, more vanilla, middle of the road, a hundred years ago would have been a Republican. Yeah. I don't, I think everybody needs a history lesson and to read a story or two. <laughs> like Interestingly, a couple things. he made inroads with seniors, people under 30, and men, which I think is weird. So basically what I'm saying is, white bitches get your shit together i don't know what to say to you coming from our resident white bitch (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't understand. I don't. I, I don't understand. It's there are, like I said, there are many things I don't understand. And I look, I would welcome, I, I would like to know if you're, a, if you are a white woman who's grown up in any, you know, I just anywhere, it doesn't matter if you've always been a Republican, not whatever. I'd love to hear why. If you're black and you voted for Trump, I'd love to hear why. I'd love to hear the, you know, Cuban American angle, even though I know it because I heard it 5 million times growing up from all of y'all. Um, not all of y'all, because not all of y'all voted for him, and not all of y'all are Republican, but a huge number is <laughs> just like, I mean, I don't, I'd love to, I, we, you know, l- let us know, explain to us, because like the only people I hear and like are the unreasonables who I can't have like a, a normal people conversation with. Yeah. You know, I, if, but if you're willing to have a reasonable conversation, like we'd love to have it. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, it will be nice. We won't like just blanketly call you a racist and shit. <laughs> um, I did want to talk just a minute more about Kamala. I mean, I guess we did cover that, but I guess I'll just say it again. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It would be nice to live in a world where I could like kind of focus on being excited about that. But it it's a it was a big moment for feminism. It was a bit, it really, and, and, you know, like you said, it was a really big moment for a lot of people. We talk about representation and um, talking about how we have been separating moms and their children. And we've got this really bad problem right now with that and with immigration and the way we're handling things. We have children growing up in this country who are not white they're not from here. They are women. They can be of color or not. It's really nice to see someone like her in such a high position. Yes. We've never seen it. We've never seen it. You know, we think, think about our grandparents, whoever's grandparents are still alive. These are women who may not have even ever voted. They have, may have been women who couldn't go to school because back then, you know, you kind of just didn't and you stayed home and you did what you had to do. We had, you know, there are still people who went to segregated schools. My parents, they, they integrated when they were in school, you know, and to see a woman of color as vice president of the United States is, it is a really huge, huge, big thing that people can be proud of and children you know, we talked, we've talked about this before. Little girls will say when they're little, they want to be president and they want to be all these things. And as they get older, they say it less. Well, maybe, maybe we've just stopped that from happening. Maybe these little girls in kindergarten will say they want to become president. And then maybe someday they will, because now they know they can. Right. That's huge. They may not ever want to. They may get up, they get old enough and go, oh shit, who wants this job? Right? <laughs> but they'll know they can. They that's know right. they'll be able to. They know that, you know. That's even a possibility. That's a possibility because it's not been till now. Right. I wasn't sure I'd ever see a woman in any kind of office. Even when right. Sarah Palin ran with John McCain, I, I just, I really didn't think that was going to happen. It wasn't a, you know. And thank God. Sorry. No comment. <laughs> thank God it was Kamala. We'll wait. We'll wait a couple of years. It's fine. It's so much better choice. It's such a better choice. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Well, how do we how do we go forward as as feminists or people who care about feminism? If you don't call yourself a feminist, with kind or people of who care about our country, how do we move forward? Well, one, I think if um, the kind of okay, so we as not Trump fans, but like people calling him. And, and so Anderson Cooper called him, you know, an obese turtle on his back. And he then said, I shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't, that, he shouldn't have said that. That is, that is stooping and it's unbecoming. Okay. Um, so if you're going to be critical and I think it happened with Trump and we did it and you know, you make fun of him being orange, you make fun of his hair and all that. Why don't we focus on actual we've talked about this before women get their appearance knocked on all the time let you know if you don't care for kamala harris's policies and what she's doing as vice president let's let's focus on that not that she's a woman let's not let's not say that bitch or things like that let's just say you know the vice president i don't care for what she said there you know right. like let's focus on what they're actually doing not you know, so like we have talked about that and we did focus on her, you know, her race and her sex and all that. Because it's barrier breaking. It's just barrier like the fact breaking. that she wore a white suit, which honored that a hundred years ago, women got the right to vote. That is kind of cool. It's so cool. But let's not, you know, I think all the disparaging and, and childish behavior is a way to start. Right. I think us focusing on the actual political issues, what they're actually doing as president in that office is how we can move forward. I agree with you. Right? I mean. Yeah. Well, I also think like, <laughs> we don't have to talk about politics all, all the time. We, I mean, we do when it's election time, like that's kind of the deal. But like, I, I think the, the only way I can think of that America was greater than it is now back at the time that they're actually referring to of making America great again is that people didn't talk about politics as much and actually just looked at each other as people except not all the time well, you know what's <laughs> what I'm saying is what I'm saying is like we we prioritize this like red blue team mentality right now did people look at people of color as the same kind of people they did no they didn't so maybe this wasn't a great point but <laughs> no, but what you're saying, you know, so like up until Donald Trump takes over, we on a daily basis never heard about the president. Right. Well, and you know, thought about that. I have never, I think in four years, there's never been a single day where I did not see some shit about the president. Seriously. That's right. That's right. No, a hundred percent. Up until then, I don't think I read 10 articles that had anything about the president. Well, and next week we'll have an episode come out about um, something to do with Justice Amy Coney Barrett. But what I learned while I was researching that was when RBG passed, or no, this was actually for the RBG episode. When she was confirmed by the Senate, it was by 96 to three. Can you imagine a world where that happens now? Like no. there's no, I mean, and that wasn't even that long ago. No. That was in our lifetime. That was in our lifetime. And, and that's exactly it. And so it's like, maybe they could just run the country and we not micromanage it all the time. Or It doesn't have to be at the front of our minds. Well, right. Constantly. And I think that is, I think we just hit on why we've been so on edge. Because it's like, 
every single day, not only do we have to hear about the president, he's such a polarizing figure. Right. And so can you imagine if we heard about Obama every single day for eight years, what right. the Trumplicans would have done with their lives? Right. You know, it's just nobody, nobody wants this to be every day. No. It's exhausting. Everybody, every time you pick up the phone, you're like, Trump tweeted, what? What did he tweet again? Jesus right. Christ, take his phone away from him. Somebody take his phone. Like, what? Right. You know, we never heard this crap until now. Maybe presidents don't need a Twitter account. Well, he is a reality star. Reality but I think Obama started that. And I think, I think so. it wasn't dangerous at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we still didn't hear about him all the time. And he still right. wasn't making insane tweets and like saying it was have the have the uh Boogaro boys up on getting them what's what are they called? Boogaloo or whatever. Yeah. Stand by. Are you kidding me? This the what is boys, this? Yeah. This is not a frat party. Right. Are you insane? Like, really? And so like I think let's not hear about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris every single day of our lives for the next four years. I'd be fine with that. Let's go back to wondering what someone's political party is instead of having it broadcast on social media all the time. All the time. Like, it's just not, I could probably figure it out anyway, to be honest with you. (laughs) Is anybody really surprised? I mean, when I came walking through my office, I don't think anybody was under any illusions what I was. I mean, (laughs) I'm also antagonistic on purpose, but it's fine. Like. I've become that because they've done it to me. So, you know, we did joke. I have one of the older guys, everybody will like this. He's, he is, he's just one of my favorite people. Um, great guy, old white guy from Knoxville. And when Bernie Sanders and Trump in the last election and, you know, he came up to me, you feeling the burn? And I said, yeah, hell yeah, I'm feeling the burn. And he said, you know, and he goes, oh, you're going to give away all your money. I said, no, I'm gonna give all away your money. <laughs> and then when Trump was, won the, the nomination for Republican and um, was then running, and he said, he came up to me, he goes, Well, you better pack your bags, you know? <laughs> and we were joking, right? Right. Like we were having a good, hey, we don't really think the same way. We don't really agree. But also, both of us know I may be not as liberal as he, th- as you know, people, or I would lead people to think, and he's not as conservative as he, you know, let yeah, people yeah. think. And, you know, but we both knew who we were. He and I never sat down, had a conversation. He's like, well, you know what? I'm liberal. Yep. I'm definitely a Democrat. And, you know, definitely. And he didn't come and say to me, yep, you know, I'm old, rich, white guy from Knoxville. Of course, I'm a Republican. You know, we didn't have that conversation. We just, we kind of knew and just, you know, joke about it like normal people do. And so, you know, now that everybody knows our political affiliations. I just think we need to like stop dehumanizing people who disagree with us so much. Well, right. Everybody needs to do that. I agree. I mean, because they're really just not everybody is horrible. I don't understand some of it. But I, but you and I both know, and I've probably said this before. I don't really trust any politician. I think they're all full of crap. So, but just yeah. by nature, I don't really understand how anybody. Can- I mean, not County Commissioner Daisha Lundy, but no, that's a little. I'm not talking about. Okay, let me. Yeah, let me start. Any <laughs> like national level 
local, I'm, I'm fine with. Once you go beyond local, I'm out. I'm out. I think you're. In- for the most part, there's some skeletons in some closets. If you yeah. Well, I just think they're not really for me. They're for their own interest and it's fine. You know, whatever. Um, so my, by nature, I'm just not the kind of person who's like, yes, this candidate. I didn't go in and vote third party and be like, this guy. Yes. I just was like, well, this guy's better than them. I mean, like, I really wish it was somebody more like this. Not, I wasn't, you know, doing all that hoopla. And so, you know, whatever. I guess if you believe them. It's a politician. Congratulations. Well, as Joe Biden said, don't tell me anything's impossible in America. I think that's at least close to what he said. Paraphrase. I think after the last four years, we can definitely say anything's fucking possible. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So does Trump run again in 2024? Yeah, I think so. Does Kanye want... Let's talk about that real fast, real fast. Kanye West got 60,000 votes in this country, people. Do Did better. he say a sixth of those were from Ten, our home state? 10,000 of them were from Tennessee. Guys, do better. <laughs> so, and so Kanye and Trump, and what's Kanye running as? Is he going to run Republican? Did he, what did he run this time? What was his, what, what little initial was next to his name? God, I have me. no idea. Okay. <laughs> God save the queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh my God. And then when, yeah, what I meant, like having a third party or other people, I didn't mean Kanye West, FYI, okay? I did not. It, not. We've said this before, he's mentally ill. I'm not making fun of him for that. He also is a fucking idiot. So aside from his mental illness, he's also an idiot. Um, but wow. 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 Just wow. 2020, hashtag 2020 shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. It's Maybe almost- 2021 will be better. I guess. I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> 2019, I still think, was worse for both of us, but... It was a terrible year. 2019 still was worse. 2020, hopefully, is ending on a positive note. We'll see. Hopefully, January 20th, a new world will be hatched. I got They're probably not, but... <laughs> I doubt it, but one can be hopeful, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. While you're being hopeful, probably go like visit us on Facebook and Instagram. You know, not that they're a problem that's going to cause society to disintegrate, but it's fine. Go see us there. Um, You can visit our website, thatothereffort.com. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and review and rate us and like, Make someone else do those things, like by force if you have to. That's how we do things in this country now. Yeah. Just make them do it. <laughs> Storm the castle. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to our, you know, election diatribe. And get out and vote, even when it's not 2020 shit show. Vote, vote, vote. Very important. Vote, vote, vote. Well, yeah, because then, you know. Your ability to shit talk later is, you know, kind of like, well, did you vote? 
<laughs> think about it. So, um, and I guess everybody should remember feminism isn't a bad word. <laughs> I'm going to go make myself another drink. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm going to go have one too. Ha, ha, ha.